Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a crowd podcast. Evening, guys. This is unexpected, unprecedented times called for unprecedented measures, didn't they? So, um, bit like I'm sure has been happening at Marcusi for the past week or so. Emergency general meeting here. What's going on, Benji? I said to you guys to forget about Boris Johnson announcements Monday night, 7 p.m. <laughs> that all that mattered was basically the announcement of positive tests in the French camp, yes or no, right? We thought we were out of the storm Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday hit again. Listen, obviously, we're going to deep dive into the, the reality of what's happening and into this whole clusterfuck of things. But the reality is that super sad, right? Because we can't get enough of this French team. We, 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 people are desperate at the moment where the prime minister in France is announcing that this situation is, degra- is, is getting worse and worse. I think they had more cases today or yesterday, whatever, than yeah. since, since November, new, new cases. And you know that means in the next couple of weeks, things are not going to get great. So people just wanted to sit down and watch a quality game of rugby against two exciting teams. So... First reaction is that it's sad, right? I, w- I wanted to have a massive, uh, to to see my my beloved French team smash it again. Can't get enough of these boys. And even if the DuPont stuff went there and then Tamak and all that, you can see some really exciting players and we mentioned it during the week. So there's still a lot of excitement. It's a massive disappointment. There's going to have bigger consequences that we'll speak about in a second and it, sh- it shouldn't not happen. And we'll come to all the rumours sort of swirling around in the, the French media in a minute, Johnny, but... Benji mentioned it. It's sad for the tournament because it did feel like we were getting some momentum and this Six Nation was was being enjoyed by everyone. Clearly, the game isn't going to be played next weekend. They've got to find a place to fit it. They want to get it yeah. played. When is that space going to be, do we think? Because realistically, the, the first time when there isn't anything else is sort of July. So there's two windows the French press are, are banding about. The first one can be ruled out straight away. So they said the international window in July when France have games against Australia, Scotland also have a test series, but there's also British Lions tour. So straight away, we're hopeful this year there'll be more Scots on that Lions tour, but that means that you'd be playing Scotland versus France without your without Stuart Hogg or without Finn Russell or without a, a, a Jamie Ritchie. So it can't happen in July. It's impossible. Um, the only other window that's been banded about that would make sense is the week of the 28th of March, but then you have to go to all presidents, make sure all calendars are clear with every each individual league. So... Pro 14, Pro 16 it will be, Premiership and Top 14, make sure there's no games, no rearranged fixers. You have to think already the backup of Top 14 games and rearranged games that we've seen get splashed around different weekends. So look, that for me is the only one that seems to be the most empty and the most available. It's the exact weekend that falls at the end of the Six Nations last weekend. You have to try and negotiate, get that time off for all the players and get it played. But look, there is so much commercial revenue riding on this game. I think for each union, it's worth 3 million pounds or 3 million euros. And look for the interest and the credibility of the tournament it has to be played. 
And I joked in my match point predictor, like 28-0 was the only thing that we could stick down. But look, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants a hollow victory. It's now a case of when can we find a window? The only window to me that looks possible is the 28th of March, unless they decide to find something else, maybe a week before British Lions tours, poor Scottish tours, poor French tours. But look, it's almost mission impossible. I don't envy the blokes going to have to sit down and negotiate with everyone to get everyone released, but it has to be played. It can't be 28-0. It's impossible. I think it's going to be either next week or the 28th, right? It can't be next week. Yeah, but hang on. It can't be next week. For, I kept on hearing, oh, because the Scottish, what are they talking about? They're not, they probably don't even play the Scottish players when they come back in the middle. Yeah, but mate, if, you, if you're Exeter. But if you're Exeter, you can live without Stroke. Or you're probably not even going to play him because you respect his international duties. You're probably going to rest him for that weekend. The only thing, but that's that's the real about next week, is that <laughs> a Scotland team at the moment has done everything right. They were there, they're ready to play. And then yeah. all of a sudden, we're going to tell them that next week they're going to play. But then they, I think they can actually come back and say, yeah, fair enough. Okay, maybe we'll play if the presidents accept. Aside from that, Benji, the France team aren't going to be ready next week, are they? Because they exactly. have to isolate. And if, if they isolate, because at the, at the moment, they're all being sent home, right, tomorrow morning. So that, that's a sign that actually they, they knew it wasn't going to be the case. It's again, it's how far do you take the, um, the sorry, the, the assumption of potential problem? The potential risk. tested positive Thursday morning, train Wednesday with the whole team, right? So as soon as you say that, if you, if you follow the logic uh, to the end, then all of them could potentially be in trouble. So all of them need to isolate. And now in France, legally, it's gone from seven days to 10 days if you're positive. And so that's that's for one player and the others. And for the others, cas contact, I think it's still seven days. So mate, I have no clue how they're going to handle that one. All I see is that for next week, it's almost impossible because they pretty much said it. They ruled it out uh, pretty much. For the 28th, if it's the week before Champions Cup, you can ask for the the, play, the 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 top 14 in Premiership to make an effort this week and stuff. But imagine a guy gets a little bump, a little bruise or something, and then he can't play the uh, knockout rugby of European uh, rugby the week after. That's very problematic. So I think it's an impossible solution. Everybody's going to fight their corner again. And, and unfortunately, we're going to end up with your result, which would be extremely disappointing that I'd never want to see, that I was, I'm hoping everything that they would not be the case. I was hoping basically there would be zero positive tests Tuesday, Wednesday, all week, but still they would say, listen, just to be cautious, let's push it three or four days or something. There's no crowds. We could have played Wednesday if you want. The Scots would have moaned a little bit. Of course they would have, and rightfully. But if if that's not possible, it's mission impossible to be. And we've spoken quite a lot, Johnny, about the political situation in French rugby, the LNR, the FFR. Yeah. If it is to be the weekend that you've mentioned at the end of March, how do you think that'll go down with the league? Look, it's a shitstorm. Even before we get into the let's play when, you've got Serge Simon, Serge Simon coming out this week and saying, look, we found our cast zero, our person that has been patient zero, and it's a fitness coach. You've then got the entirety of French media and French press saying it's Fabien Galtier. So already you've got some sort of cover up. You've got the French sports minister came out yesterday and said, look, I want an internal investigation. Like politically, it's just blown up in France. And I'm not sure how much of this is getting back to the UK or further afield, but it's gone nuts and people around here, like I've got neighbors chapping my door, asking me if I know what's going on and what's happening with Fabian. Is there going to be any repercussions? But it's just ridiculous. And we don't know if it's him. Like you said, Benji as well, there's always two sides to media, people trying to paint different people in different lights. But if it is him, you just could not make it up. Like for the guy that has been responsible for the resurgence of French rugby over 12 months, if he's then thought that he's out with the laws and out with the protocols and broken, if he's the bloke that's broken the protocols, 
it's utterly ridiculous. If he's the guy, and that's it, if they do conduct an investigation and they find out it's Fabia, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's absolutely bonkers that that's the situation that we find ourselves in, if that hypothesis is true. But look, they're going to conduct an investigation. It's almost sad to see it come to this stage. I just hope they get it sorted out. And ultimately, we just want the game played. The sort of sideshow of the politics is almost embarrassing a little bit again. Like we've talked about the embarrassment of French rugby, the battles of LNR, FFR, the ongoing things that never end. But we just want the game played in the best interest of the tournament, of the countries, the credibility of the, of the tournament. You want to see the two best teams possible on the field and play the game. The commercial revenue of the Six Nations is split between the countries. So yeah. if France don't play Scotland, the pot is smaller. So England, RFU will get lesser money, will pay back to the premiership less money. So it has to be said that basically it's within general interest of this thing to be played. And that's why I thought it would be next week. Johnny, you mentioned the rumours swirling around the French media. Clearly, the French media loves the rumour even more than the English media, I think. <laughs> is, is there any meat to be put on the bones behind this, this story about Fabien Galtier, or is it just paper talk at the moment? It depends entirely if an investigation goes ahead. So the sports minister for France has said that she wants it. Bernard Laporte, Bernie said, yes, it's going to go ahead, but what result are we going to get? Um, that is the next step we have to take. Look, if we find that somebody like Fabian or fitness coach has intentionally broken the protocol that's been put in place by the Six Nations, by the organization committee, it'll be 28-0 for Scotland. If somebody has stepped out but intentionally thought they're above the protocol and they've shafted the French team, it's a real shame because look, everyone wanted this game to go ahead. They've been yeah. wonderful to watch for 12 months and everyone wants to watch this game of rugby. I think we will be frustrated, right? Because nobody's going to give you the answers that we want. I'm not a doctor. I don't think you can you can trace to whom with precision it started yeah. with, right? So it, as long as we stay in, in, in the gray zone, nobody's going to have, they'll be happy. It could be a cover-up. It could be a lack of information. It could be all those things. It could be, could be, could be. All that matters is that it was meant to be an amazing game of rugby on Sunday <laughs> and, we get, and we're getting stuffed. If we do find out there's been a transgression or somebody has acted like an ass... It's going to be such a shame. That's the thing. It's going to be everyone was behind the country and wanted France to win. But if they find out that somebody has breached because they think they're above the law or, or bigger than the sport or bigger than the team and the respect values that we keep talking about, it just pops the bubble that's been built and crafted so carefully and so well by everybody over the past year. Quick question. Uh, like you said, breaking the bubble and stuff. What's the difference between a guy going back to his club and then taking his kids to school on a Monday morning, going for a coffee. Well, there's no coffees at the moment. Everything's shut, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like li living a relatively normal life or a guy during an international uh, window week, even if it's not uh, allowed. And I agree with you. If the law is there, the rule is there, it's there for everyone. It has to be, has to be applied. What's the difference if, if somebody you know, nips out and does these things during the week? What, I'm, what I mean by that is that from the start, I would have loved it if there was not so much of a, Tighter bubble over those two weeks. I think it was very minded to 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 not to think ahead of the the players coming in and out and going back into their normal life. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Every indication is that we will get this investigation and we will get the results next week. Agreed, Benji. It's highly likely that 
that may be inconclusive. One thing that <laughs> has been overlooked, perhaps because in the British media often France get a bit of a hard time, Benji, and and they they sort of point fingers and they suggest that people may or may not have broken rules. But do the tournament organisers have a bit of a part to play in this in terms of the rules weren't really clearly explained to everyone, the public. They didn't announce that it was going to be 28 nil if someone was at fault. They didn't announce about postponements. They could have foreseen this, could they not? And said, if something like this does happen, when are we going to play? When are we going to reschedule? They knew that some cases were going to pop up at some point. They didn't think it was going to be 12 cases in total, basically within a 30-man squad. And that's a whole different situation. So I think they were, originally they were, because that's what happens in Premiership and in Top 14. I think it's three cases in the, within that squad, right? And you're out for, yeah. for the weekend. So I think basically that's what they said from the start. Because Fiji was so frustrating in the Nations Cup, I've seen them, uh, you know, basically kicked out of the competition pretty much uh, for the whole thing. They said, listen, we'll try absolutely everything. But, but Johnny, Johnny said it straight away. Rugby at the moment has got two responsibilities. To put a smile, a smile on people's faces, yes, and to fill the bank with coin because the bank is empty. <laughs> it's absolutely empty. So they are desperate to play those games. Like Johnny said, it's what, 3 million euros or something per game, yeah. which is split between everyone. So it's in everyone's interest to say, no, listen, irrespectively of what you think, want, believe, whatever, we need that money desperately. So we're going to have to play them. And we don't know the conversations that are going on behind the scenes and have gone on behind the scenes before the tournament. But I suppose, given everything going on around the world at the moment, it's not a surprise that this has happened. Exactly. So should the tournament organisers have, or maybe they have already, should they have thought about what would happen when they could reschedule this game, maybe spoken to the clubs already? Coulda, woulda, coulda. I think personally, the only way to to do it is to do an actual bubble, Florida, uh, Portugal for football and all that. But imagine what it means. That means the boys oh, can't go back in the in the in the in the off weekends. That means you're spending seven weeks. You're basically spending another World Cup planned overnight of saying you're not going to see your children. Say kiss your children goodbye. You're not going to live normally for eight weeks. It's a hell of a commitment, and they just wanted to avoid that. Because otherwise, if you say, yeah, we're going to do a bubble and, and all that, you know, it just doesn't exist. If there's going to, if that, if guys are going to go home, basically the bubble doesn't exist. I mean, yes, you can plan, you, you can have contingency, but ultimately every other nation has a domestic competition. Mm. Everybody's trying to be agile, get games played, complete their competition. So like the top 14, the money at stake for top 14 clubs from Canal Plus to television revenue is equal, if not as big as Six Nations revenue. It's huge. So look, every competition, Champions Cups just reannounced their games, how they're redoing it for the quarterfinals. They have to get those games played. They had to can their games. They could have fought to get them replayed for their te television rights, but it, it's been binned. So look, you've got top 14, Champions Cup, and now Six Nations all fighting for space in a calendar that is already jam-packed. It's impossible. When does 2022 start again? When does it, <laughs> yeah, when does it start? <laughs> oh, but my look, word. It's just the way it is. It, it, this year, we all thought, you know, 2021 is going to be the year. It's all going to change. But ultimately, nothing is changing. <laughs> We're all thinking on our feet, trying to get things done, trying to get to work the same way Six Nations is, the way all the rugby clubs are in the world. And every other business on the planet is and it's not easy but ultimately we want to see as many games played as possible we want to see as much real rugby we want to be there i'm absolutely devastated it was going to be the first game that i'd seen live since the autumn nations cup can't go and watch it and look everyone just wants to see it played that is the message we want to see these games played you want to see the top players from scotland go up against the top players from france and play the game 
I think we've covered pretty much all bases there. And one thing's for sure is we don't have all the answers clearly, but we've been <laughs> throwing some ideas around. <laughs> we got none. I mean, we never, we never really have the answers. We just take a long time to get an idea together. That's it. <laughs> but Benji, on a serious note, we've discussed how difficult it is to get this game played. Everyone's going to try their best. There'll be so many conversations, dare I say, a little more high level than ours um, going on behind the scenes to try and get this game played. If what Johnny's saying is is true, and maybe it does end up in a Scotland 28-0 victory, for France to have a Grand Slam taken away, oh. or Grand Slam opportunity taken away because of this, how gutting. No, absolutely gutting. Yeah, for sure. Lama. It's, it's, listen, um, Autumn Nations Cup... I, I say that it wasn't a full-on competition. Now, trust me, if we had a full a French side and we'd won it, I would have considered it as big as a World <laughs> Cup. You know, a trophy is a trophy. Um, I mean, Six Nations 2020, we, we should have we won it, but we, we conceded the defensive bonus point against England the first game and we lost the plot against Scotland in, in March uh, and they played uh, well because they were well briefed by coach coach Johnny BT so you know it's, it's just a matter of little little fine margins we always repeat the same thing but it's different when you've been chasing it for 10 years it feels different when you've been chasing it for 10 years it feels different when finally sort of the stars are aligning and, and the dynamism is good and the positive attitude is there and you feel that there's a, a bit of a, a, a global um, willpower to actually get things done so yes of course it's very frustrating but I think where the players have been very good and that's where I felt good for them in Autumn Nations Cup when the squad had to be rotated I don't we meant we spoke about it but remember that that video of Charles Olivon giving the jersey to Baptiste Serrin saying it's not about me it's not about you it's about the jersey keep on going win it for us win it for them and he was almost like speaking about France in general I actually don't think that was communication. I think they've really embraced this thing about, listen, we, we're not and we're not allowed to complain. We can play rugby for a living. We can we have crack. We you know we still have a change room. We have a banter. We have a bus ride, and we play games and we represent proudly our country. So they just wanted to make people proud. And I think th- this game was just another opportunity. So exactly like Johnny said, even if it was in a couple of weeks with a rotated squad in a, a graveyard somewhere, they wanted to play this game just to wear the jersey, to represent proudly the, the country, to show that they want to put a bit of you know, blood and sweat on, on that jersey and to, to leave it a little bit better than they picked it up. Well, I've got a feeling this story is going to develop and develop and develop quite quickly as well. So we will have more when we're back next week. But cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.